Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 245 of Sack King's Therapy. We are coming to you after the Kings inexplicably, inexplicably lose to the Hornets at home, 125 to 119. The Hornets were on a second night of a back-to-back. They just came from Denver. They're, I think, one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst. And the Kings drop a home game to them without Terry Rozier on their home floor. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh would you say it was a terrible loss? The fuck you think? Yes. <laughs> Why is that a question? Yes, again, this like not not only are they one of the worst teams. Now granted, their record is a bit deceiving because for a lot of it, LaMelo Ball was out, and I believe they had various injuries to, like, you know, Rogier, uh, the co- was it Caleb Martin? Is that the one on the – or is it Cody Martin? I think it was oh, – gosh. Either way, one of the Martins. He, I don't think he's played this season. Uh, Rogier, uh, Rogier, as I mentioned, was out. So, you know, a lot of injuries to this team. They're not they – might, they might not be as bad as their record indicates, but if you watch them, they're just as bad as their record indicates because beyond LaMelo, beyond Gordon Hayward, this is a terrible team. The amount of times times they just bobbled the ball and just get just, you know, dribbled it out of bounds. It just went off their hands or just, you know, they dribbled it off their, their own foot. The comedy of errors that happened during this game and the Kings did not take as as big of an advantage as they should have. The Kings should have absolutely blown this team out, but they come back after a long road trip. You can you can make the excuse like, you know, long road trip, first game's a trap game. Like they were a step slow, the energy wasn't there, the urgency wasn't really there until like the fourth where they couldn't get stops. They they let they let the Hornets get comfortable early. They let them score 39 in the first quarter and they started believing. They started just feeling themselves, and they got energy, on again, on a second night of a back-to-back when the, you should have ran them out of the gym. You let, them, you let them gain confidence. You let them shoot well, and they started just believing, and this is what you get when you don't play defense, you don't rebound, and you just don't take advantage of just an absolutely awful team beyond the first three players that I just mentioned. Yeah, and you're right. Their their way of passing is such is mind boggling. Even though they had fourteen turnovers, which I mean I'm putting that in quotes, it felt like they should have had more because my God, it's it, 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 it we felt like uh, we took the ball from them numerous of times. It's just that we couldn't capitalize in probably more than half of those uh, what you call it, possessions. Oh yeah, they. Bobble, like there were so many opportunities where the pass just kind of sat out top for like half a second, which is way more than it ever should sit. And there were so many opportunities for pick sixes, but the Kings, like their defense was a step slow. They were, they were stuck in mud the entire game. There was, there just wasn't the communication, wasn't the energy. And they just, again, could not take advantage of just an awful, awful team. And this is just this is a demoralizing loss. Don't get don't get me you know don't get me wrong. It like you're you were going to have one of these games. The Kings have not lost a game where you know they should have won. You can definitely categorize this as should have won category uh, territory. But the fact that they lost this one, 
man and in this kind of fashion too like it's it's an embarrassing loss it's really really bad yeah and hopefully they could bounce back because you know next game is the lakers and my god i would be pretty disappointed to lose against the lakers at home the lakers are surging too even though they don't have ad so that's going to be a tricky game like you know be prepared for another for another kind of close game especially if the kings don't come out strong Mm -hmm. but you know again the Kings were bound to have one of these games at some point because at up to this point, they again, they've been very, well, they've not been good against bad teams. They always come back against bad teams. And granted, they were really close this game. But it's the requisite, it's like you got to build the foundation beforehand. You got to not give up so many offensive rebounds. They they had 20, the Hornets had 24 second chance points. Like that's huge. And just, you know, and just being able to like control the game. Like there were so many plays where, you know, you know, God forbid they somehow get a stop and somehow give out, give up an offensive rebound because no one boxes out and just, you know, they, they give up another easy score. Those, those kinds of things really, you know, stump your comeback. The Kings made multiple runs this game, but they just could not put it together like consistently. And this is kind of what you get. Yeah, like I said, hopefully we learn from this, which I definitely feel like we should. And bring it back because, my gosh, especially in the rebounding area, like you said, like during the game, I remember hearing you say box out probably at least 20 times throughout the game. And the Kings did not box out at all. And that's like sometimes they do box out, but like, you know, you just lose your guy and it happens. But that goes to, you know, the lack of focus, the, you know, a step slow, you know, your feet are stuck in mud. It just it's just one of those games. And you Mm -hmm. hope that it's it's because of the jet lag or whatever the fuck, you know, they've been they've been in Sacramento for two days now. Like this is the third day they've been back. Like those excuses just don't fly with me. Like you, you fucked up on this one. There's no, there's no excuses for it. And, you know, you just hope that this is not a theme where they start tumbling down because this, this homestand, like it's, this is kind of where you, you improve your metal a little bit. You manage, you manage to go three and three on the road trip. You've been very strong at home. You're now eight and five. So, you know, you're still really good at home. You got to take advantage. You got to, you know, show your medal. You got to take advantage of like the soft spot in the schedule. And, you know, we're not off to a great start and you, you got to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's OK. Let's, OK. Third thing we're going to talk about, you know, all of this could have been mo- a moot point. All of this, like, you know, bad defense, bad rebounding, bad energy. All this stuff could have, you know, just gone by the wayside. Had they made some free throws? Okay, so here, the, so let, let, let me give you the stat. The, the Hornets made 17 for 23, uh, 73, 73.9%. The Kings had eight more attempts, yet made the same amount of free throws that the, that the Hornets made. They were 17 of 31. They shot 54% from the line. Yeah, that's, that's probably a career low, not going to lie for the Kings this season i don't know if it's the low or not they they better they better be in the gym working on their free throws the entire time because they they lost the the clippers game early in the season and ironically at home um because they couldn't make free throws and this game you know 
like granted De'Aaron Fox was really good like you know t- towards the end but like he missed a few free throws he was seven to nine uh, the rest of the team 10 for 22. yeah it's Cre- credit credit to uh, Sa- uh Sacktown baby giraffe for that stat but yet like again y- this is just one of those trifecta of just bad basketball but again you can blame the refs for this one as well. Sure, you can do that. But, like, you just, you got to take advantage of the chances you have. And the Kings, you know, they didn't, one of the good things they didn't do, they didn't turn the ball over that much. But, again, you give up so many offensive rebounds. You're so bad on defense. They, I think the Hornets had, what, 72 points in, in the paint in this one? Do you have that stat? What do you call it? Let me pull it up. Yeah, so you have the just all the all the bad things just come together in one game, and you you just you just can't have that kind of stuff. Like you know, it all starts like with just playing good defense because again, this is not a good team. You you lock in on defense early, and you don't let them get confidence, and you're never in this hole to begin with. And then you don't have to rely on just the refs to do you know, give you calls because but boy, they were bad this game, but they were not the reason why the Kings lost this game. Oh yeah. And definitely that defense within that paint, like they, it was like an open sea at most of the times. And you're, you're right. It was 72 points in the paint for the Hornets. Yeah. So there you go. It's again, you know, all of this could have been a moot point had they just made free throws. They, they got to work on that. It's just it's just one of those nights, and unfortunately, like you even you, even like Harrison Barnes, who's usually very reliable from the free throw line, he was five for eight this game. Just just a weird game overall, and a very frustrating loss. Yeah, sadly, he went down in the fourth with a quadricep contusion. Yeah, contusion. So contusion. Contusion. Oh, geez. At least that's how I think it's pronounced. Oh, yeah, <laughs> English. But uh, what you got? Hopefully, he's all right. Hopefully, we'll see him back. Um, Maybe not for a week, but ho- I mean, hopefully he's back sooner. That's all I could say. Well, the well, at least the Kings. Well, actually, no, the Kings don't really have the depth to supplement them. I guess you can play some uh, some KZ Apollo, but that that's another thing. Why didn't they just play a little KZ Apollo? Juice up the defense a little bit, you know? Qu- question questionable decision from Mike Brown a little bit not to play him. Just like give you know change change up the lineup a little bit. Kind of just you know bringing some energy again. Him and Davion are a are a deadly defensive duel. Like let your let your defense create offense, wear out the other team. Like you know stump stump them a little bit. But it's just one of those weird games. Yeah. All right, I, let, let's go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I just remember in the first half we were like switching a lot of lineups uh, for Mike Brown, trying to figure out which um you know lineup would have been best to go against the Hornets because they had Richards out there and he was doing really well against us in the first half, just getting those offensive rebounds and, you know, just putting it back in. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the individual players. Like Nick Richards, he's a really good, he's a good player. And like, he's a guy that attacks the offensive glass. If you don't have a body on, if you don't have a guy, just put his body on him. He is going to get that offensive rebound. He's going to put it back. Like he's, he's a really good energy player. And, you know, with, guys like LaMelo setting up the offense, Gordon Hayward, they can get him easy shots. And that's kind of what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, leading uh, offensive rebounder in the league at the moment, I believe. And we tried putting Kata on him for eh, not so long, actually. Only really seven minutes, right? Yeah. So well, he was only on the floor for seven minutes, yes. Yeah. And for Kata, I mean, he 
he seemed okay for the short you know stint he had out there but you know he he seemed kind of lost because you know this is really his uh first you know check-in in i mean i think in the whole season at the at this point uh, like the he's gonna need he's gonna need to get some reps and you're gonna have to kind of live with these kinds of minutes and you know no no shot to him at all minus 12 in his minutes is not even a it's not even a knock on him but it just shows you how important Sabonis is. And Sabonis played 41 minutes this game. Mm. And the seven minutes that he sat, you were minus 12. And, you know, plus six when he was on the floor. That's an 18-point swing. And, you know, he's going to, you know, the Kings can choose to live trial by fire. But they need to find a way to supplement uh, um, Sabonis' minutes. Because I, I guess Mike Brown's going to go away from Metsu for a little bit. And he, they didn't even go to Rashawn this game. So, you know, somebody's got to play those backup five minutes. And right now it might be in a little bit of a flux. Um, just, you know, Kata, he's got some good stuff. Although like in the fourth quarter, like the reason why he got yanked early is because couldn't really do anything on the offensive end. Like he couldn't really catch a pass. And then on the defensive end, he was kind of meh. And just, yeah, yeah, this is kind of trial by fire. Like, you know, people say, play the young guy. What's what, what's the what's the harm in playing young guys? This is the horror, but you know, minus 12 plus eight plus six, you know, that's an 18 point swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we get to see more Kata in, you know, a different sense. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I would like to uh, see him more, uh, you know, development in terms of his shot blocking because he has potential, but there are times where he tries to go for a shot or a shot block. And instead of the rebound, which, you know, we probably should have went for uh, at, in this game because, like like you said, a lot of second chance points. Yeah, he's got to learn a little bit of discipline. Like, you can clearly tell there's a lot of talent there. but And he has, you know, deep, pretty good feel as a shot blocker, in my opinion. And he just needs to kind of learn to kind of stay on his feet and just read the play a little better. But that should come with experience. But, again, like the Kings are trying to win. It's going to be tough to, you know, sell like you're doing this trial by fire stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, we'll, we'll see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, talk a little. Well, let, let's stick. Let's stick with the Kings. So bonus tw- 28, 23 and 23 and seven. Absolutely phenomenal game was was really good this game. And, you know, it's you know, it's no fault of his that the Kings lost this game. I'll just say that. Oh, no. And uh, by the way, happy birthday to his father, Arvidas. Arvidas. I keep on butchering his name, but happy birthday to him. Um, And I believe he's currently, Sabonis, I mean, he's currently the leader in double doubles uh, ahead of. um, 2020, no, 2020 games. 2025, if I remember right. Mm, Was it 2025? Uh, Are you talking about the Chris Webber stat? No, 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 no. There, there was another stat of just straight up double doubles, and he was tied with uh, Jokic with twenty each um, this season. Was it I this mean, season? Yeah, I mean, probably this season. Uh, I imagine Jokic has a lot more. Oh yeah, and honestly, Sabonis probably should have a lot more. But so yeah, after this game, I mean, he's leading with twenty-one. I mean, you want to know who's number three? <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure you could guess. I don't know, Andre Drummond. I don't know. Oh no, it's Halliburn. It was Halliburn. Wow. Good for him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wally Zerbiak, certified hater. Um, I'll just say that. Uh 
Okay. Uh, Harrison Barnes, I thought he was actually like turning it up before he got injured. He had, he ended up with 11 points. The only blemish on Sabonis and Barnes's game, five for eight from the free throw line from Barnes and two for five from the free throw line from Sabonis. Other than that, just really good game from them. Hopefully this is not an injury that keeps Barnes out for too long. Quad contusions are a bit tricky. I, I hope it's not a week. Maybe it's like one or two games. Oh, yeah. We'll see. But like this kind of shows you kind of how important Barnes can be because Fox had to guard Hayward down the stretch and he gave he you know he ended up giving him up a, giving up a crucial bucket um, in the final minute because he's Hayward's just too big for him. Mm-hmm. So you know uh, hopefully he does come back soon. Keegan Keegan I thought was decent. Like he you know he had three threes, three for five, zero for two from the free throw line, and no no one no one shot well from the free throw line and. You know, uh, he's. I I just want him to put up more threes. Basically, um, is the only complaint I have. I thought he was okay this game. De'Aaron Fox really good this game. 37, 37, five, 37 points, five rebounds. You know, seven for nine from the free throw line. The only one that really shot well from the free throw line really took over in the fourth. Like, you know, he had. I think basically all the points at the end were scored by him. Yeah, I mean, he's Mister Clutch. Yeah, and, and like leading percentage in, in crunch time too. And I imagine this game probably helped him a little bit too. And, you know, the, the only, I guess the only thing is I just want him to go to the rim more. Stop settling for three. Like, you know, yeah, that, that's all That's all I, I got to say. He's an incredible finisher. And it just felt like every time he went to the rim, it, something good happened. He just got to stop settling for the three. Kevin Herter, not a good, not a good game by any means. Did have three threes. The two free throws he missed were crucial because they would have tied the game. And yeah, right now he's shooting 68% from the free throw line. I don't know what's going on. Like just whatever is going on in his head, like he needs to fix it. Yeah. I mean, at this point, hopefully he fixes it soon because yeah, 70, not even 70, 68, like you said, compared to his 80% last year, that's a that's a huge jump. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in Sacramento. It just, it just seems to be a bit of a plague. Although, I'll be honest, it's a lot of PTSD from past years where every time someone misses a free throw, we make a big deal out of it. And it is what it is. Like, again, those two free throws hurt really bad. Just mm-hmm. like it, we didn't realize at the time, but Lamelo hits a three right afterwards, and the Kings really struggled to get back in the game after that. You know, it could have been it could have been a tie game, but instead, it's a five point lead, and yeah, not not good. Uh, the only other, uh, well, the only two players that produced off the bench were uh, Davion and Malik. Malik did not shoot well at all. It felt it didn't feel that way, but yeah, he shot terrible, four for thirteen. Did have four assists, so that's good. Davion had, I thought, had a really good game. Seven points, five assists. Like he, you know, he played his good defense, but there's only so much he can do against bigger guys. And you know, it, it is what it is. Like every, you know, every minute he gets, like he really, he put, he plays his heart out. There's nothing I can really say bad about him. Mm-hmm. And I want to shout out TD as well, even though he t- played pretty terrible offense uh, this game, he did get three crucial. Um, steals uh with you know how uh, the horners were passing so uh if i could remember correctly i mean we did kind of produce on a couple of those uh attempts but you know other than that i mean overall the offense for the bench it wasn't great at all in my opinion 
Yeah, he. I mean, he kind of he's k- kind of sparked a run that got the Kings the lead very briefly uh, in the third and the fourth. Like, you know, he he is an agent of chaos, and honestly, maybe you should have played a little bit more. But it just like with how he just creates activity and just how sloppy the uh, Hornets were. You know, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff the Kings could have done different this game, but you know, it, it is what it is. You, you hope this game is the anomaly. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk a little bit about the uh, Hornets real quick. There's only really two players that I really want to talk about. Um, you know, K- Kelly Oubre, he had 31 points, even though, like, I, I know, you know, it felt like he scored a lot, but I didn't think it was 31 points a lot. So g- good for him, 31 points, 10 rebounds. LaMelo Ball, he had, he had seven points uh, going into the fourth. He scored 16 points to end with 23 points. He is an absolute flamethrower, and he is must see TV like anytime he's on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would you say he scored all five of his frees in the fourth because it felt that way? I think he had one. I think I don't think it's all five. I think it's like maybe four, maybe three or four of them in in the fourth. That's yeah, for sure. but I mean, he felt like unstoppable really during that run that we were trying to get back. Yeah, like, there's nothing really you can do when he gets hot because, like, his release, like, is so quick. And, like, I don't think it's a great shot by any means, but, like, he can get real hot. And, you know, credit to him. Like, I remember hating him uh, coming up, like, from high school. I thought he was overhyped as hell. But he's he's a damn good player, and he definitely is a star. And, you know, it's unfortunate that he was injured so early in the season because the Hornets could have been something had he been healthy the entire time. Mm hmm Okay, uh, I mean, Gordon Hayward, just overall solid. Mason Plumley, very interesting uh, player, although he was flopping all over the place this game. <laughs> his lefty free throws, like, and his lefty jumper. Now, James Ham had mentioned that, you know, he, he, he wants the Kings to kind of maybe take a look at him at, and just trade for him as a backup big. Look, y- y- I, think, I think you got to do it now just for the memes of the left-handed shot. That left-handed <laughs> shot is incredible. Uh, I mean, what can we trade for him, Rashawn? I guess, but I don't know why they would. I mean, I guess, I guess, like just like for if Plumlee's not going to stay with the Hornets, sure, you know, Rashawn's locked up. You know, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know how it would work. But you know, why not? Like as a backup big, I think it'd be perfect for him. And you know, the Kings are struggling for a backup big right now, and. You know, unless you want to, unless you want to go with Kata, sure that could work. But you know, if you if you're really about just winning this season, you know, you can get Plumley and just see what you see what you can get. Yeah, I mean, I could see it happening. He he ran the four pretty well. Like he caught or he caught a lot of um pretty nice lobs from uh, Lamel Ball. Like I, I I couldn't believe how many lobs he caught from him. He's a very athletic. Uh, he's a very athletic big. And, you know, his his brother, I think Miles Plumley was also a very athletic big when he was in the league. So mm. that, that that seems to run in the family. But OK, uh, any anything else you want to talk about uh, in this game? Uh, not really. Um, I guess uh, happy belated birthday to Fox because he's turning 25 tomorrow. Um, uh, in about than, two hours. Oh, or maybe Oh yeah, that's right. Jeez, it's already ten. Man, it's late. But uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully we could bounce back. Um, like I said, play hard against the Lakers because it's uh, 
California rivalry, of course. Um, so hopefully, I mean, mostly our bench, hopefully they find their, uh, you know, rhythm back because I don't remember last time when our bench, uh, whatchamacallit, produced pretty well. Unless it was last game, which, you know, I kind of missed. I'll say this. The Lakers have been playing a lot better lately. Mm-hmm. If you let them get hot, it's going to look real, real ugly real quick. And let, and even though, you know, they lost arguably their best player, they have a guy named LeBron James on the team. And, you know, whatever you want to think of Russell Westbrook, he's been good lately. Now, he, he'll do a he'll do stupid shit, but when he gets going, it's it's tough. So Lakers are not exactly a cakewalk. So, like, I hope they come up with a mind with the right mindset and actually come out strong and actually take the game seriously. Oh, yeah. I mean, we won against them. I want to say once so far. Once, but they didn't have LeBron. That's true. I mean, we won against them in the preseason, but we don't really count that. So um, let's, uh, you know, repeat that again and uh, hopefully, you know, move on from this uh, game and, you know, produce some wins at home because we'll be at home for quite a while, I feel, I believe so. Also, some Kings fans on Twitter, God damn! Like I, you guys, you guys might have to be on suicide watch sometimes with some of you, with some of your guys' responses. I, I hope you guys are trolling and joking. This man, some of the shit I read from you guys. Oh, and, man. Any, anyways, um, you know, yeah, um, not the end of the world, but a ter- but make no mistake, terrible, terrible loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll we'll fulfill. I mean. Definitely, this is going to be uh, a very nice season to, uh, you know, for quite, I mean, since I don't even remember how long ago. So I'm not too worried about it. This is definitely a loss that, you know, it, it's the Kangs of the past that would do. Oh, yeah. And I mean, this, this is just one of, you know, this is one of like, however many games we played. And so far, I mean, this, this hurts the most. Like, uh, you know, we said, but I mean, we're going to, I feel like we're going to win a lot more to, you know, outweigh this, you know, burden. Yeah. Okay. Um, some, some quick Kings news. Uh, Mark Stein uh, posted in his substat that a source within the Kings organization said that there is a growing expectation around the Kings that McNair is getting an extension soon. There is, mm. e- he even, I think, implied that. Some people have said it's actually already it's actually already done, but they haven't announced it. Um, why? <laughs> I guess why not? I don't know. I don't have I don't have the sources, so I wouldn't. I, I don't know. But however, Ham sources, Ham James Ham sources have actually denied this. Oh. But uh, but th- he also got sources saying that the deal might be done as well, but like n- nothing too concrete, which is. Read between the lines. I don't know what to think. But, you know, if you are panicking about that, maybe this will kind of soothe that a little bit. But again, so far, nothing announced. Um, so we don't know for sure. I mean, so far, I mean, no bad relations within the front office. So I'm assuming all things are good. So, yeah, I mean, he'll definitely get that extension whether or not he has it done or not. Now, Ham, James Ham did bring it up. The danger now more is that 
What if another team poaches him away? Oh, God damn it. Because the thing is, he's not getting paid a lot right now. Now, of course, that can be rectified with his new extension. But and I would he's done a good job of rebuilding this team and just restructuring it on the fly. And I think he deserves to he definitely deserves a raise because I've heard like he's one of the lowest paid GMs in the league. So jeez. Oh, you know, it's not you know, yesterday's price is not today's price. You gotta pay the man. Uh, let's let's hope it gets it done because that the way you said that other teams might be poaching him it doesn't sound great because I do not want to lose him. I mean he's built what he's had up to this point. He might as well finish what he has built and you know get some additions <laughs> to you know help us push for uh, even further. I'm not no I'm not okay. I'll play I'll play the I'll play devil's advocate here where. I, look, it's not going to be a good thing if we lose him. I'm more worried for the fact that th- this is going to be another growing. This is just like another one of those Kang's things. You have something good going in the front office, and then you just and then you fuck it up again by le- letting your GM go, who arguably is the architect of all this. Mm-hmm. And that I, I'm more scared of that than really Mo- Monty, if if you know what I mean, because. You know, uh, Wes Wilcox is still there. You know, like you know, you can never attribute every single thing to one guy. Like in this case, Monty, Wes Wilcox did probably did have a, a role to play. Like, you know, you can get, you can probably get, you know, s- same level of essentially production, I guess, from Wes Wilcox. Now, I don't want to like dehumanize like them as much as that sounds right now, but. You know, I don't think like it'll be the end of the world if it's just him leaving in isolation. Mm-hmm. But you're the kings and you've been doing this shit for so long that it's time to buck the trend and oh, just yeah. sign the guy to an extension. He's done a good job. Although, you know, to go back to like a few episodes ago where I talked about Vivek having buyer's remorse with the Vladi situation, I can understand his hesitation. <sighs> Yeah, let's let's definitely break that trend because if he's willing to do it to you know Monty, he's willing to do it again. That's my fury. Yeah, and also you, you hired Mike Brown, <laughs> like you, <laughs> you let you let Monty McNair hire Mike Brown or whoever hire Mike Brown. Yeah, you let him trade Tyrese for Sabonis. You, you don't do that if you're not giving them an extension. If you're not giving him an extension. Like uh, you, you just let a guy completely change your franchise for the next few years. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The worst thing you can do is to let him go right now. Yeah. See this vision through. Okay. Um. Another another piece of just uh trade news. Uh. James Ham said that the Kings will be in a lot of trade rumors before the deadline. Um. And one one thing to note. Uh, so James Ham said if Harrison Barnes is to be traded. It's going to be for a huge piece because he means too much to the franchise. And they're constantly in communications about an extension. We'll see what turns out, um, what ter- like what happens with that. But yes, he's he means too much to the team in terms of leadership and just being that kind of role model in the, uh, in the locker room. So yeah, he's not going to get traded for, say, Cam Reddish or, you know, maybe even OG Ananobi. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm, I see. Well... Hopefully, I mean, either way, like I said, depending on the trade, 
I'm willing to let him go, but it's also depending on how much money we extend. Because do we, how much cap space do we have? I don't care. Just extend them. Extend them twenty plus million. I don't give a shit about cap space. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Because, but like you know, who's coming? That's true. Now, now, of course, you can if if you do need cap space, just sign and trade somebody. Who gives a shit? You, you, there are ways to create cap space. It's not that's not an issue. You can find ways. Mm, I see what you mean. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, last thing, just a quick little topic I want to just uh, go over. Non-Kings related, but it is related to the NBA. So uh, John Morant was ejected in OKC. And the if you guys didn't see what happened, basically, he, he got a tech earlier in the game. And for his second tech, he basically got a tech for talking to a fan. And if you're if you're sitting there saying that's bullshit, really, that's how he got ejected. Apparently, he said something along the lines of, or this is how the conversation went. The fan said, "Come on, Ja, we need to we need, we need you to get going against OKC." And Ja said back, "Well, these refs got to give me a damn call." And that's how he got ejected. <sighs> and he had a tech before that tech, right? Yes, uh, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's that's more on the refs. Like that's some petty stuff from the refs, in my opinion. Now I'm not saying it would have like you know affected the outcome, but it very much could have. Now, granted, the Grizzlies I think were down 20 at that point, but you have John Moran, you might have a chance. Who knows? Oh yeah, that that for, that's that's bullshit. You know the the fans pay hard hard earned money to actually like come and watch Job because he is a draw. Like. He is one of the big, bigger stars in the league. And you eject him for this shit? This is one of those things where, you know, it's gone too far with the refs. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, looking at the Kings in some ways, I mean, we, we got some bad calls. But also the refs had some good calls. But, but. By, by the way, like I, I'm, I'm off that train. It's bad. It's bad for everyone this year. So yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to complain. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And like the Kings lose these games not because of the refs. The refs don't help you. Not that's not the reason why you lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. All right. So the reason why I want to ask you why I bring this up. So have you watched the uh, Joe Crawford ejecting Tim Duncan clip before? Jeez, that it's been a while. But yes, I have. Now, if you now just to refresh your memory, like legitimately, uh, <laughs> um, Tim Duncan is just sitting on the bench laughing. Yeah, and yeah. I'm guessing Joe Crawford thought he was laughing. Tim was laughing at him. Yeah, and g- gave him two texts to eject him. I believe it's his only ejection of his career, which is honestly wow, makes yeah. it real makes it really funny. Honestly, looking back, is this John Moran thing worse than the Tim Duncan one? I would say no. I say Tim Duncan's was still worse because, I mean, you get two texts while sitting on the bench, and you know he could have been laughing at anything that is not related to what the refs are doing. For Jaw, I mean, there. I mean, I guess the refs heard what Jaw was uh, saying. Maybe they uh, Jaw turned them a little. Uh, what you call it? Uh, angry. So. I I I definitely say the Tim Duncan one was worse. Yeah, I think I'm on the same boat. You, you gave the dude two texts 
for sitting on the bench. Like, can you imagine like Draymond, like the shit that Draymond Green gets away with nowadays? Like, for example, uh, I don't know how like you could you could have been you could have done that shit back in the day. And Joe Crawford is truly one of the worst of all time. <laughs> um, mean... Yeah, like, look, th- look, this Jaws ejection was so soft. Like, you can't take some criticism for your job. Uh, like, don't get me wrong, you guys are very good at your job. You know, I got I gotta you know like massage your ego blow some smoke up your sensitive ass but hey you guys do have a hard job but fuck can you guys take some criticism because holy shit sometimes you guys are bad (laughs) oh yeah uh do you happen to know which ref it was that called it i don't actually Mm. i had i had his name but uh i don't have it on in front of me right now I'm not I mean, gonna. I'm not gonna dox him. Don't worry. I, I don't oh, want no. people to like fucking find him. That, that those fucking psychos. Um, but you know, just come on. Like you can take some more criticism. And honestly, I'm not calling for him to get fired or anything. There should be some level of punishment. Put him on. Put him on administrative leave or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's bad, man. Like he's uh, he didn't even say anything that bad. Like, you know, oh, no. I just need you to give me some calls. That's really all he said. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's it's wild out there. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see how, you know, the rest of the season will go with these refs. Okay. Well, uh, it's getting late, so I'm going to call this uh, episode a night. Um, no, no Game of Thrones update today. I actually didn't ask you if you actually watched any more episodes, but... Uh, we will not be talking about it this uh, right now because it is late. So oh, yeah. probably gonna probably gonna wait till a, uh, another episode if you guys want an update for Fong's thoughts on Game of Thrones. So yeah, maybe maybe over the weekend because Thursday is gonna be a probably another week and we're gonna be tired by yeah. then. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening to this one. Uh, we'll catch you guys back. Uh, maybe after the lakers game i don't know if I, we're gonna be able to record like right there because it's gonna be tricky wait see is it a 7 30 game uh i believe it's a seven o'clock game i don't have it in front of me let's see it is a seven o'clock game you are correct okay so may- maybe but more than likely i don't think we're gonna be able to record but we'll, we'll see mm-hmm all right. Well, uh, ha- in case, like, for whatever reason, we can't record for the rest of the week. Uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, however you want to celebrate it. Have a good, have a good and safe uh, holiday season. Hopefully, you know you guys get to spend time with family, get plenty of gifts, spend time with coworkers, friends, everybody. It's it's the holiday season. You know, have something to be happy about. No bean tonight, but there are other things to be happy about. Mm -hmm. Well, happy holidays and we'll see you guys later.